widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. Are you getting it? These are not three separate devices. This is one device. What? And we are calling it iPhone. I want one. Why would I want all that on my phone? <laughs> well, I'm talking to people. Hello? Hello? I can't hear you. There's music and the internet in my ear. <laughs> right. So it was today, coincidentally, in 2007, that Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone and obviously changed everybody's lives forever. Um, uh, I remember I bought the iPhone because he said it's the best iPod we've ever made, mm. and I needed an iPod. That's what <clears> got me into the iPhone. Ah. I just needed some place to put my music. Who knew? I bought one because I could see the future. Who knew it would change my life, but it is ruining children. Right. Well, that's the downside. What are you going to do? And Brian Fung of the Washington Post, he reports on technology for them and quite skillfully joins us. Hello, Brian. How are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always our pleasure. So, a couple of uh, big-time shareholders are are, are getting uh, are, are talking to Apple and asking them to take a look at their conscience. Tell us about it. Yeah. So, a couple of uh, big shareholders in Apple, um, Jana Partners and the California State Teachers Retirement System, um, wrote a letter to Apple over the weekend asking them to essentially step up their game on uh, you know protecting children from the overuse and abuse of electronic devices. Um, you know, there's been a, a lot of medical research that implies that there might be some connection between, uh, you know, the overuse of electronic devices and things like anxiety and depression. Um, you know, the, these shareholders highlighted those studies in their letter saying, you know, Apple needs to do more than, um, you know, the the typical, um, you know, safeguards that they currently put in their phones. Uh, and they say this would actually help Apple because it would help improve their business. I don't, I don't quite get the leap, though, because like a lot of the people that invented Facebook have come out recently and said they think it's ruining children. It's terrible for, for young people. But if, if I'm lo- looking at Facebook on my iPhone, iPhone's on the hook for the depression and everything? Yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, Digital safety experts actually draw a distinction between um, the people who make the devices like Apple and the people who make the services and apps that run on top of them like Facebook. And, um, you know, they say, look, Facebook uh, is in many ways worse because uh, it incentivizes people to, um, you know, spend as much time as possible on uh, their platform. And the iPhone or or digital devices in general um, are simply just the vehicle. Um, But that doesn't obligate, I mean, that that doesn't obviate uh, their responsibility um, to be, you know, good corporate citizens here. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like yelling at the guy who makes TVs for for, for bad content on the the television that's bad for kids. Right. I I think it's more, and I was going to ask it in this context, Brian, the fact that these two groups control about $2 billion dollars worth apple stock is this a is this a strong arm move or is this an appeal to the conscience are they issuing an editorial and saying hey whatever we you apple can do to help let's do it how would you characterize this move well i would say it's a little bit of both right i mean historically uh the concerns about you know what cell phones and laptops and tablets might be doing to our brains has been kind of a a public, a matter of public debate, right? And, um, you know, now this is sort of the first time we've seen um, a company's own shareholders bring this issue to the fore as a financial matter, um, something that, you know, digital safety experts say is a a big step um, and could actually lead to, to more companies and more shareholders sort of paying attention to this. You know, I, I see a quote in your article from former Apple senior Veep Tony Fidel or Fatal. 
Uh, he, he tweeted 10 times about this story, writing, addiction is real and encouraging technology companies to step up to the problem. You know, this seems to be a, an opinion or an issue without an opposition. Is anybody saying, oh, no, 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 this is great for kids. Let them do it. <laughs> well, I think that's a, that's an interesting um, question because there is actually, you know, a very little agreement in the medical literature over, you know, the, the issue of electronic addiction or device addiction. Um, and so, you know, some experts are saying, look, we should be very careful about using this phrase addiction because, you know, while it's very easy for, um, you know, regular consumers to reach that word and, and sort of try and use it to describe what they think might be going on, um, it's not actually supported by the literature, and the well, medical right. community has not actually come out and said, you know, device addiction is a real thing. You know, that's, so, a legitimate, that's a legitimate quibble, but it is a quibble. I mean, I might not be addicted to hammer fighting, but that doesn't make it a good idea. It's damaging kids. It's hurting them. If it is not technically addictive or not, to me, is an interesting question, but not really a, a pivotal one, if you know what I mean. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, certainly a lot of folks are pointing out that uh, there there is uh, an apparent link here between um, negative health outcomes and, you know, uh, obsessive or compulsive, uh, you know, checking of devices. We, we all know it's true. We all know that, that it's got addictive qualities if it's not technically addictive. We all know that. It's just it's just intuitive if you have one of these. The opposition, Joe was asking, is there any opposition to this is terrible for people? The opposition is just the inertia. Of, of of doing it. Our own pleasure seeking. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the opposition. Uh, Joe gets in a lot of hot hammer fights, Brian, is uh, well, actually the case. It was a hobby of mine um, for a while. Hey, Amateur hammer fighting. Just in general, how do you think Apple is post-Steve Jobs, the Cook era? That's a great question. You know, the, the Apple has um, certainly gotten a lot of flack for... Uh, you know, questions about whether it can continue to innovate in the post-Steve Jobs era. Um, you know, certainly uh, under uh, Tim Cook, Apple's stock has continued to rise. So in that respect, uh, the company appears to be doing well. Um, but, you know, there is sort of this overall sense of, um, I guess, malaise uh, surrounding the company. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that. But... come out with a, a major, you know, new device platform yeah i feel that but it's there's a number of reasons that's unfair first of all there's only one steve jobs like every thousand years that sort of person and then even when you have a steve jobs or a thomas edison or whoever they don't then invent you know a time machine they they, they might be done for their lives with that which is fine i think that's i think that's absolutely right i think folks who um you know criticize apple for having essentially lost its mojo um maybe attribute a little too much to this sort of great great man theory of, of history, um, you know, assuming that it was Steve Jobs and not, you know, all the tens of, of thousands of brilliant people who also worked with him and under him um, that, that also made Apple great. Yeah, I think Tim Cook's a little too worried about trying to make the world a better place with Apple money, but that's just my opinion. As a stockholder, yeah. Brian Fong of the Washington Post is with us. Hey, Brian, any thoughts on what's going to be super hot at the big consumer electronics show? Well, every year it seems uh, manufacturers keep talking about the Internet of Things, um, but, you know, it never seems to pan out. Uh, this year, I think um, there could be actually a decent chance of, um, you know, things materializing or getting traction uh, just because, you know, more and more Americans are adopting smart home hubs like uh, the Google Home or the Amazon Echo, um, which really lowers the bar for a lot of people in terms of adopting, you know, new and different smart home devices. So, um, you know, these 
home hubs basically lets you uh, connect all sorts of different devices to your uh, to your home network and makes it a lot easier for the Internet of Things. Yeah, to be I, we got we got our first one of these. We got a Santa brought an Echo to one of the kids. Um, and now that I've got it, I mean, I'm never going to spend, I wouldn't spend $5 or five minutes trying to wire up my light switch so I could turn it off with the thing. But if it were already done, I would use it. Mm. So I wonder if at some point, I don't know, we'll start moving into apartments and homes where it's already set up that way. I would use it to turn my lights on and off and the air conditioner up and down if it were already hooked up. But I'm never going to spend the money or take the time to do it, probably. Well, it's a little bit of a slippery slope, too, because, you know, once, you have, once, you've, once you've bought the thing, you kind yeah. of are looking around for a reason to use it. Yeah, true. Uh, you say, oh, there are these, you know, smart bulbs that I could buy that I just, you know, s- screw into my sockets and uh, voila, they're connected to, uh, to my home hub. Good point. Good point. I, I, I've already felt that in the thing i thought you know how hard would it be to get this hooked up to the thermostat where i just say it's a little hot in here can you turn up the, <laughs> turn up the air conditioner yeah i don't know I, i'm not a sap like you guys i figure if the russians can hack into the nsa there's no way i can keep my bidet safe <laughs> my. there's def- there's definitely uh, an element of uh you know concern about the, these devices when it comes to cybersecurity, and you know the thing that i always say is it's not the you know big tech companies you have to worry about it's the you know companies that only have experience in making t- toasters or dishwashers who haven't ever had to think about privacy by design or security by design um they're not tech companies they're you know toaster companies and before you know it the ruskies are undermining our toast <laughs> brian fung of the washington post hey brian it's always great thanks for uh, lending us a couple of minutes Thanks for having me. And we'll have a link to Brian's piece. It's terrific in armstrongandgettyradio.com, so dig that. Michelangelo's going to the computer consumer electronics show yes. later this week. Give me a drone. And, I need a drone. Oh, my! one of my kids got Armed, a drone. Armed, please. One of my kids got a drone. So cool. Oh, yeah. um, Has it got a camera and stuff? No. We got oh, the camera the, the, one's amazing. Yeah. You know, They're I talked, complicated to fly. Good buddy of mine. Smart guy. Oh, well, then forget it. I'd crash it. I'm not good with spatial relationships. Um, a good buddy of mine, he's a very smart guy, he was uh, he was out in his backyard. I think he was like chipping golf balls, something like that. And he became aware there was a drone hovering over him. And it even, like, tipped its, uh, it nodded to him. Weird. I'm watching you. You're watching me. How you doing? And he said, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, amen to that. And that's one within four or five years, it would not surprise me at all if that happened to you every single day. You're walking down the sidewalk, and there's a drone just following you along. You don't know who's piloting it. Is it the government? Is it a buddy playing a prank? You have no idea. Well, and maybe it's just me and the way I am, but uh, if I'm walking down the sidewalk, that bothers me. If I'm in my backyard, hanging out with the kids, maybe... You know, the, the the wife is uh, sunbathing topless by the pool, for instance, uh, you know, whatever. And, and there's like five drones hovering over. I'm getting out a shotgun is what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's going to be the future. By the way, we got this. And actually, he asked me, what are the laws about shooting a drone out of the air? I said I'd check. Uh, I got a couple more comments about the Internet of Things, the computer electronics show, which there is this story out about the robot stripper party that has already happened yes. at, at the computer consumer. Why do I keep saying computer? Consumer Electronics Show. A robot stripper party. Yeah. Sounds hot. So is that... And yet mechanical. (laughs) Stay tuned for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we were just told by Brian Fung of the Washington Post that the computer... God, why do I keep saying that? Stop it. The Consumer Electronics Show... Uh, the big thing again this year, as it has been for years, is they keep trying to push the Internet of Things on us. Right. They're just convinced that we want to have our garage door hooked up to our computer. Alexa, turn the doorknob so the door will open. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but anyway, here's one of the demonstrations from the show this week. What can I do for you today? Chloe, am I ready on my washer and cycle? Even robots have bad days. I Chloe, filled in the silence for with crickets. Tonight? Okay, Chloe is not going to talk to me. Chloe doesn't like me, evidently. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and work, check the ingredients inside the refrigerator. It looks like we should use the chicken. Chloe, are you talking to me yet? What recipes could I make with chicken? Oh, my God. <laughs> is this at the okay we're gonna search recipes and we're gonna find so that's it now he's just touching the the touch screen on the fridge and it's going through essentially an ipad on your fridge and he had to give it a girl's right, name right right so we stop so we got so, it's it's a fridge can i call it fridge yeah so the echo that santa brought uh i i set it up so it responds to to echo so you say echo better play a song instead because you can set it up to say echo amazon i don't like calling it a company no. or 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 the ridiculous to, to my mind alexa i don't like siri alexa i don't like chloe for the refrigerator giving human names to things is weird sick <laughs> you are all robots i will call you all robot <laughs> give me the thing i need robot for right. the human i'm who not powers gonna dignify you, you i'm beast. not calling my refrigerator chloe <laughs> and and then so so the great leap forward is Chloe, what are some chicken recipes as I stand here at the refrigerator opening a chicken in my hand? I'm going to start from there. Because <laughs> so, I'm so stupid. I can't remember that my phone can do that, or the Echo can do that, or my laptop can do that, or my mom can do that. I've got to have the fridge do that, because that's where the chicken is. I'm that stupid. For those of you who wait until you've got a chicken in your hand right. to decide what you're going to do with it. I've got to ask my toilet what to do about constipation. Keep f***ing that chicken. Right. Hey, uh, I'm going to call it Timmy. Hey, Timmy, I haven't pooped in two days. What should I do? Come on. I don't know. I, you know, I've had an Echo for a long time, and, and Amazon sends me, what's new with the uh, Echo? And I guess the thing has enormous capabilities, but I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're only yeah, using it, ten minutes. We're only using it for music, which is awesome. God, I would have loved that in high school. My my yeah. son just sits in his room and any song he thinks of, he just says play it and play it. And the sound is incredible yeah, coming out of that thing. It's good, but uh, they they keep pushing the Internet of Things on us, and I just I don't know, I don't know if we ever really want it that much for a lot of this stuff. Right, I don't so know. It's a cure in search of a disease yeah. for a lot of it. Now, maybe, like I said, maybe if you moved into a house that was already set up and it was practically effortless, I just set up my Echo and now I'm ready to go. Right. Turn the lights down a little bit. That'd be cool. That'd be handy. You know, I, I don't know that if I, that I really need less reasons to get any exercise whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, more reasons to get no exercise. Yeah. But um, you're right to sit there and just, just vegetate. 
just turn into a glob of goo. Right. You never have to get up to do anything. Right. What's the end goal for all this stuff? How comfortable do we need to be right. that we don't walk down the hallway to turn up the thermostat twice a week when you want to change the temperature in the middle of the day? Right. You know, speaking of thermostats, uh, the cure searching for a disease principle, the, the technology that you have an app on your phone that tells your house that, look, you're only a half a mile away. So go ahead and flip on the AC or turn it down or whatever. That's a really cool concept. But who needs it? Really? How I mean, you walk in your it? house is two degrees warmer or five right. degrees. I mean, in, and in living where I live, you, you don't want to let your house get really hot and then cool it again. That's a bad idea. You're going to waste money. So I just don't get it. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff I never think about that they're trying to improve on. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't. I wasn't worried about it before. You're trying to convince me I should be. I, I just. I don't know. Hey, top drawer. How many pair of socks do I have clean? Why don't they just open the effing thing? <laughs> Take a look. Of course, someday they'll play this tape. Listen to the bitter old idiots oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of the 21st century. I constantly remind myself that I once said, who would ever text somebody? Why would I want <laughs> well, to do that? that was particularly <laughs> idiotic. Come on now. Come it just on seemed now. dumb. Why would, I, why would I type out my nah, messages I when I used to call people? Nah, I completely hear you. you know, yep. and, I was, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, Michael, you're going in a couple of days. and uh, That's so, right. So you can tell us all this stuff. People demoing things like the smart refrigerator. That I expect to see a lot of really cool things. And I expect to see a lot of really stupid things. But okay. how much was that guy sweating at doing a demonstration in front of all these people, and this thing doesn't work? Oh, please. Well, that happened to Steve Jobs oh, yeah. once. Oh, yeah. That, 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 Bill Gates yeah. had that happen. It happens. Hey, Michael, I'm going to, if you could make a special tour of the uh, the virtual reality or the augmented reality section, I, I need a, an in-depth report on, that, on those. I that, that I'm excited about, where we, where we are with that stuff. And by the way, there was a, a robot stripper show. Yes. Is that right? So the latest sex dolls <laughs> and stuff like that, I'm picturing those on stage, and they were stripping. Yeah, so there's actually uh, the the robots are R two double D and triple uh, CPU. No, I get it. Are the I names get it. of the robots? No, they I get had it. A, oh, geez. They had tip <laughs> jars in front of them with a MIT bound and uh, in need of batteries. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Here she is on the pole. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. To no one. Uh, this is odd. It's very odd, though. You very com- very odd. You combine the artificial intelligence that's screaming forward, yeah. with the robot technology, and we're getting into some really strange territory, human race. I'm ter- Japanese, I really think so. Oh my god. By the way, a company uh, name of Fortum has developed a system called Drone Hunter. <laughs> that, well, it hunts drones. Uh, because you probably can't shoot them out of the sky in most neighborhoods. I got some info on that from a bunch of texters. We should talk about that. What's Let's coming, do it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, flu season bad and getting worse. Got the latest from the Centers for Disease Control. Renegade rancher Cliven Bundy's standoff case tossed out in a stunning setback for the feds. And a story that is not getting enough attention. I'm yep. glad you brought it up. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You're going to talk about the flu? Does Oprah have the flu? Because that's all I I care about is Oprah Winfrey now. She's the new Trump. Try to tie her in somehow, Marsh. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. As we were talking about the Internet of Things, and Joe mocked the idea of a high-tech toilet, well, I like um, the idea of you got to ask the device you're doing something to for advice, like a fridge or a toilet. A number of you pointed out The Onion had an article a couple of years ago about the e-toilet. 
Nice. The uh, so I'm behind my time. <laughs> yeah, the number 2.0. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Perhaps we could uh, post that and you can check it out. It's, it's very funny. Also, we have a definitive word on shooting down your neighbor's drone. I got the answer from one texter. <laughs> How to handle it. You, you got an answer from a texter. <laughs> uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the flu has certainly ramped up early this year. It's spreading rapidly across the country with widespread flu activity now in 46 states. That's according to the latest information from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. And the feature of this year's flu, not only did it start early, but it seemed to occur all over the country more or less simultaneously. Russians. The North Koreans or the Russians. Record level. Chinese. Record level flu activity causing long wait times at hospitals. The number of patients in hospital for flu-like illnesses nationally has doubled in the last two weeks. Wow. And it is higher than in recent years, about 35% up from the same time last year. And this time around, it turns out flu shots are only about 10% effective. In San Diego... In flu San... shots are 10% effective. At... That's a rough okay. year. Yeah. Even though I get bombarded with get my flu shot, that's 10% effective. It's not very just effective. this year's or oh, like in general? This year. This, this year's. year's. Okay. Yeah, last they year. try to guess what yeah. the strain of the flu or what strains are going to be kicking around. And right. sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Right. Last year was about 40% effective. In San Diego County, you got record number of people sick. And now there appears to be a sizable lack of flu medicine to try and help people get better. The pharmacies there say they're running out of Tamiflu, and it could be weeks before some places get restocked. Last year was 40% effective? Yes. How effective do you figure you are on a daily basis? Mm, 28. Really? Oh, you're more effective than that. 30? In the 30s? I'll leave it up to you. I think we're both low 50s. <laughs> I mean, better than a coin flip. Uh, yeah. A by a little. Yeah, that's so. The good years, the the flu shot is forty yes. percent effective. That boy, that's. Although you know, it's it's cheap and it, it hurts for like five seconds. And if that's a forty forty percent chance of not getting the flu, it strikes me as a pretty good deal. Mm. I can live with forty percent. It doesn't 10% make you a little pathetic. If it doesn't make you sick, which a lot right. of people claim is impossible, but it also a lot of people claim it's happened to them. So. Right. Yeah. I do have to add at last report, Oprah Winfrey does not have the flu. <laughs> That's right. you got to tie in Oprah at every story. Not exhibiting any symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> Nevada rancher Cliven Bundy, who was accused of leading a 2014 armed standoff to block federal agents from rounding up his cattle over a two-decade refusal to pay fees to graze his herds on federal land, was freed yesterday when a federal judge threw out the charges against him saying there was flagrant misconduct by federal prosecutors. He is now a free man. The 71-year-old Bundy's been jailed since he was arrested in February of 2016, was defiant as he walked out of free man from a Nevada courtroom. He's been in jail for two years as an old man. Yep. Wow. Calling himself wow. A, pro- a political prisoner who'd been held unjustly for 700 days. Well, that sounds perfectly accurate. Well, and the judge absolutely <clears throat> blasted the prosecution yes. for malfeasance, for targeting them for political views, yep. and just it was it was an incredible moment that was completely unreported by the mainstream media because they're completely unsupportive of, of the Bundy family and their cause. You know, listen, I would suggest to you as an American that no matter what you think of the Bundy family and the standoffs and, and grazing rights in the West... If you have a judge saying to the federal government, your prosecutors are out of control, mm-hmm. 
That's a serious thing. Yeah, the uh, judge blasted the uh, government prosecutors saying they had made, quote, deliberate attempts to mislead and distort the truth and didn't follow requirements to turn over evidence to the defense, including information about government snipers and cameras that have been monitoring the Bundy homestead. Wow. So, I mean, that's... Government snipers. Yes. Tossed out. Now, the public land advocates are afraid that the fumbling of the Nevada case following the 2016 jury acquittals of the Bundy brothers and others in that armed takeover of a wildlife refuge in Oregon will buoy the Bundy's claims of federal government overreach and prompt militias to engage in future showdowns over who has authority over federal land. That's, that's certainly possible. And and the whole federal lands thing is an interesting deal, and it's worth you know some people studying very carefully yeah. and talking about. Probably not on this radio show. But again, quite apart from that specific issue, you got the prosecutorial misconduct, and that should concern every American. Golden Globe ratings are out, and they're down. First federal or first major Hollywood Awards show since the revelations of Harvey Weinstein in general. That all landed Sunday with the Golden Globes, but apparently not everybody tuned in to see what went down. With a, just a 5.0 rating among adults 18 to 49 and 19 million viewers, Seth Meyers hosted ceremony down 11% in the demo, 5% overall from last year's Jimmy Fallon fronted show. Uh, yeah, well, 20 million in the modern era is still a hell of a lot of people watching mm-hmm. a TV show, but it's interesting that it's down year to year. And the four main Harvey Weinstein accusers say they were not invited to the Oscars. Correct. Uh, to the Golden Globes. To the Golden yeah. Globes. Came yeah. out and complained about that, which is right. kind of interesting. And nobody even said their names. Yeah, it is, it's kind of yeah. interesting. So you have this big, we're not putting up with this anymore thing and everybody wears black having fostered it for years particularly the accuser that started the whole thing the first person whatever her name is they came for gallon yeah yeah. Uh, Yeah. she's not there no not invited that's that's kind of interesting and and, you know i think everybody still made it too kind of ugly and accusatory what we'd want like to do is just puff up our chests and shout about how we're against it and not really deal with the reality of it going on for decades there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Also, Hashtags brave when it's safe. Also, interesting article about the Academy is in a is in a, a pickle because they booted Harvey immediately. But now they've got a whole bunch of other people that have been accused of various things that nice. are in the Academy. And do they boot them out, too? I guess they do. Signed, Al Franken. <laughs> <laughs> They don't know what to do before they get to Oscar time. Anyway, that's their problem. I don't really care. Um, This North Korea thing's kind of danged interesting. They're going to have a team in the Olympics. Hmm? North Korea is going to have a team in the Olympics walk into the stadium in Seoul. They should excel in border jumping, fence climbing, and gun fleeing. Tapeworm pulling. Oh, boy. (laughs) They better yeah. win if they're going back. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and yeah, drones. A lot of people got drones for Christmas. What are the rules around that? We have some info. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West.
great texts on a bunch of different topics. Well, okay, texts on a bunch of different topics. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. On the Come on, it's thing. the age of hyperbole. Everything's the greatest thing ever. Right. you got to learn that. 415-295-KFTC. Oh, God, Trump unleashed a great one of those at the end of the year. i got to dig that back up. When he gave that uh, interview to the New York Times, uh, he dropped a couple of those. Uh, I'll have to dig that up. It was really good stuff. Anyway, uh, back to the current topics. You should play the Bundy Sons opening statement in the courtroom. Great statement on freedom. I oh, really? That. I'll look that up. I would like to hear that. Uh, remember, the government killed one of Bundy's sons in cold blood in the snow. Don't forget that. Well, oh, you know, that's it. Wasn't a son. It was an older fellow. Wasn't a guy it? got shot and died. Yeah. Now he, they, you know, looked like he pulled a gun, depending on who you are. But you wouldn't have had to stand off in the first place if there hadn't been the overreach. Yeah. Tensions had escalated to an extreme point at that point. So, you and, know. And now a judge says they, they were going too far with everything. Okay, so that's interesting. Certainly the prosecution um, afterward, yeah. On the Internet of Things, I moved into an automated home about a year ago. It was fun for a week. Then it became too much of a hassle to maintain programming. I wonder about that, too. Especially in the early days of this stuff. Because, I mean, if there's going to be a wrinkle a month, I'll just go back to the old way. Yeah. Because it's not that much work for me to walk over and turn the light on. Toaster oven, set yourself to bagel four slices. What setting? Five. You've now spent three times as much time as it would take to twist the knobs. (laughs) Right. Thank you, toaster oven. (laughs) Thanks for pointing out what is obviously true. (laughs) The previous owner of the house had put $40,000 into the system. The light switches are $50 a pop. I would have never done it myself. The only thing we now use is the music system, which is uh, is pretty cool. Buddy of mine's got one of those. I'm a little jealous, frankly. What's that? Got glorious sounding music all through the house, mm. wherever you want it. Touch of the button, which rooms it's in, which it's not. That's cool. Uh, Jack and Joe, uh, Apple did not invent the smartphone. IBM released Simon in 1992. Good point. 15 years before the iCrap hit the market. Yeah. You're right. The iPhone has not really done anything or had an imprint on the world. Not the least bit revolutionary. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you, madam. Least popular person at every party you've ever been to for texting the show. Thank you so much for joining in the conversation. Amen. You're right. How many times do they mention that to somebody holding an iPhone? God dang it! I I was tweeting about the uh, the Golden Globes, about you know how terrible it was, and some chick tweets back, "What's wrong? Is your remote control broken?" And some guy tweeted back to her, "He's watching it so he can talk about it on his radio show." <laughs> that second person, God bless you, thank you so much. I mean, I wasn't going to respond anyway, but thanks for stepping up to the plate. It's <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, I got a smart thermostat and smart bulbs. Waste of money. They never stay connected. Constantly drop out and are junk. Hmm. Okay, so th- all that stuff will get better. Yeah, I guess. Um, but this person said, the Internet of Things is boring. I don't care about any of that. Whoever becomes the Henry Ford of virtual reality will become the next Steve Jobs and own the world. Yeah, gimme. Give give oh, me. yeah. Oh, that that is Now that is going to change the world. My kids are going to grow up with a completely different experience of schooling, entertainment, everything because of virtual reality. The fact that they won't have to flip on their light switch by getting up is not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, and it's everything from, like, games, crazy fun games, to standing inside the human heart and watching, watching valves open and close. I mean, the science, exploration, geography, just all of it is just amazing. God, I want one of those systems. And Who's what? got one? 
And what it does to human relations, uh, it could be earth-changing. Probably in a bad way. Not having to open your garage door with the garage door opener is not going to be earth-changing. No. No matter what. Even if you get it streamlined to where it's really good, it's just not going to have that much impact on the world. You know, tip of the cap to the dinosaurs. They ruled the earth for hundreds of millions of years. The plant eaters, the beginning, they were eating plants. At the end, when a meteor came, they were eating plants. They were steady. They were consistent. They weren't killing themselves with amusements. T-Rex had ripped the flesh flesh off your back. Same as before. They weren't, like, lazy and sitting around and letting machines rip the flesh off something's (laughs) back. They'd go out and do it. That's excellent. Uh, On drones, which are everywhere now. My kid got a drone. His best friend got a drone. They're pretty, a lot of them are pretty complicated to fly. Um, And you can't crash them too many times so they don't work no more. But anyway... Uh, somebody texted, the open skies we currently see are like the untouched planes the pioneers saw. Enjoy it while it lasts. Mm. I do think that's true, because there's going to be drones everywhere. We're going to have to establish all kinds of rules and laws, or it'll just be a cloud of drones. Drone fight. <laughs> right. Drone fight. Drone uh, fight. The, the low-tech solution to the drone flying around your back row, backyard is the garden hose. Mm. By the way, yeah, if, if it's sh- low enough. By the way, if you shoot it. You would be arrested 10 feet above the ground is free airspace. 10 feet? Well, right. Yeah, and it's FAA rule. You can't shoot down aircraft. So 10 it's feet. It's easy to remember. <laughs> so above 10 feet is just, op- even on my property. Yes. Is open range. they got to change that. That's You're something breaking that, federal law to shoot down a drone. That is something that will have to change to a more realistic hundreds of feet or thousands of feet for sure. planes. But the idea that my property ends 10 feet high and you can have a camera with a speed with a, a microphone over my house as long as you want mm-hmm. and i can't do anything about it that's insane yeah yeah i've always resented the fact that when you buy a property you don't own the mineral rights under it check the fine print as far as i'm concerned i bought this little quarter acre in a subdivision i own this land down to the core of the earth <laughs> And have the right to mine it or exploit it in any way I well, see fit. I, I, if I want to open a silver mine in my tiny backyard, I'm doing it. I currently own the water under my land, but that may change in California. Mm. Oh, so I came across this company called, um, what is it? What are they called? Let me click over here. Fortum. They have a drone hunter. Now, this it works by shooting a net over the drone. It's a drone. It approaches the drone, shoots a net over it, which obviously brings it down. It tangles up its uh, propellers. But, I mean, if I did that to a propeller plane, for instance, well, obviously, I've brought down an aircraft. So the fact that I'm not shooting at it. How about just damaging someone else's property? If they're above 10 feet, it's just their property, and you're just destroying it. Come and get it and explain to me why you're hovering above my property. But I will tell you this. My buddy Clyde has a drone. And I think a couple other of our mutual friends, having seen it, have bought it. This thing goes sky-freaking high, takes unbelievable uh, high-def video, and you can zoom in and pan around or whatever you want. So, you know, if somebody wanted to perv out on your your wife or uh, just keep an eye on what you're doing for God knows what reason, you want to see me throwing tennis balls to my dog, um, they could do it from way, way high. Your garden hose wouldn't do a damn bit of good. If you're a celebrity or a political person or whatever, Especially political people, you could certainly annoy them, drive them crazy. Oh yeah! Every time you leave your house, following you everywhere to your car, <laughs> then from your car to your office, there's a drone over ten feet above your head, or fifty. Yeah, or fifty, right. filming you all the time. One it would make with a little insane. Fox logo, one with a CNN logo, <laughs> right. whatever. I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. Yeah. God dang it! Go out there with a shotgun. Chick, chick, boo. Chick, chick, boo. Chick, chick, boo. 
You probably take out a dozen just like that. And finally, this, because we were talking about flatulation earlier, or at least you Cretans were. Mm. Uh, I grew up in a family where passing gas was not allowed. You'd learn to hold it in. We all exploded. <laughs> Luckily, I married a man who finds gas funny. <laughs> Luckily. I'm much happier. There you go. I read That's a study that. that said uh, couples that foof in front of each other are uh, generally happier. I don't think They're more that's... comfortable, relaxed. They know each other better. They're friends. Uh, I don't buy that. Well, you can you can reject science if you'd like, sir. I'm one of those science deniers. I've heard about you. <laughs> hey, New York Times, a pretty harsh review of that wolf book, Fire and Fury. Good, because it's a load of crap. From the New York Times. It's a, You know what? It's an extended gossip piece from a tabloid newspaper, which I'll frequently read and be amused by, but let's come on. Let's recognize what it is. Not being treated like that. Yeah, well, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.